This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Underdogs have gone a perfect 4-0 against the spread with three outright winners, uh, with the lone team being the T-Wolves, losing in overtime. So they were really close to winning that game outright against the Lakers. So that's my first question, PJ. Do you think this underdog trend continues? I think it does in one of these games tonight. I, I like the Miami Heat tonight, Chelsea, against the Bulls. This, this, to me, is just, again, one of those classic public perception overreaction games where nobody wants to bet Miami right now. People came into their game against the Hawks saying, oh, the Heat are going to win this game, and then they could be a tough out for Boston. Like, they could take the Celtics maybe to, like, six, maybe seven games. And then Miami plays terrible. There's just no way around it. They came out flat. They didn't look like they wanted to be there. Atlanta dominated them on the glass. Miami's defense did not look good. And now after one game, everybody all of a sudden wants no part of the Miami Heat. And you look at that Bulls-Raptors game, the Raptors missed 18 free throws, Chelsea, in a five-point game. If they just make eight of those, they win. And if they just make six of them, they win. So I think there's just too much of an overreaction of what Miami did. I think the fact that, once again, they're five-and-a-half-point favorites tonight, a lot of people are going to like the Bulls not only to cover, they're going to like the Bulls on the money line. So to me, this is just about kind of fading the perception of after one game, we kind of throw out everything we thought about the Miami Heat. Obviously, this team isn't as good as they were last year. Jimmy Butler was playing some really good basketball like the last three or four games heading into that playing game, and he really struggled. Kyle Lowry out of nowhere looked like 2014 Toronto Kyle Lowry, so maybe he can continue that again tonight. But I just think it's a complete overreaction to the other night against Atlanta. I would lay the five and a half with Miami tonight. I like them. And then I like OKC as underdogs. Best team against the spread in the NBA. We're getting them as dogs again. I just think it's one of those scenarios, Chelsea, they're almost like too young, too dumb, right? Like they don't know any better, but to just go out and play. I love their backcourt with SGA and Giddy. So uh, I I like OKC plus five and a half tonight, and I like Miami minus five and a half tonight. If you're going to say too young, too dumb, I feel like that more applies to the T-Wolves, no? Like, that seems like the better moniker. Because I'll say this about the Thunder. I feel like they play smart basketball. Like, I get the point that you're trying to make is that Mm -hmm. they kind of are, I don't know, like, not used to the pressure, or they feel like they are not playing for anything. Right, so there's no pressure on them. But at the same point, like, they're playing good basketball. And they're a team that, you know, makes their free throws – They're hustling down on defense, even during the regular season, which is not something that is very common in the NBA. But I want to go against you, I think, on this Heat-Bulls matchup. And I'll say this. The line has moved in your favor, where this opened at 4.5, and and now it's 5.5. So clearly some money is coming in on the Miami Heat. But if you're saying, well, you know, the Raptors missed a ton of free throws, the Bulls started that game 0 of 11 from the three-point line, from their starters. It was not a good shooting night for the Bulls either. So I think you could go either way on that end. And offensively, I think the Heat still have some problems. Like if the Bulls get their scores going, I think the Heat are going to have trouble keeping up. Because when Zach Levine gets going, when DeMar DeRozan gets going, when Vooch gets going down low, which I think is going to be a fun matchup to watch because 
Bam Adebayo was not good in this first playoff game or play-in game, I should say. Uh, and I think he has a big night on the boards. Uh, this has not been a good Heat team down low for the most part. And that, I think, is something that the Bulls can definitely exploit here. But don't you worry at all about the Bulls? Because they're a team that they can get blown out by 20 on any given night. But also, they can play with the best of the teams in the NBA because they are supremely talented. 100%. And they have three guys that can really score in the half court. We saw Levine had a monster night against the Raptors. We know what DeRozan can do. And then Vucevic, especially if he's hitting his outside shots, can give you 20, 25 a night too. So that is what worries me is I really think the, that you can make a case. The Bulls have three of the best four players in this game. So I can see why people like Chicago. I'm just going to trust Miami, though, and the fact that how bad they looked against Atlanta the other night. They looked so flat, Chelsea, to start that game. They wanted nothing to do with with that game whatsoever. They were down by 20 in the first half. I, I expect a veteran team like that to kind of take it personal, being at home, come out with a lot of energy, and uh, I, I think they win this game by six or more tonight against the Bulls. Would it shock me at all if the Bulls won outright? Absolutely not. I just think it's too big of an overreaction to the other night against the Hawks. So I, uh, I'm going to take Miami with the five and a half. Well, and the line's moving that way. Like I said, uh, let's talk about players for a second because I think the way I'm going to play this one is something on Nikola Vucevic. Like I said, the Heat just gave up 21 rebounds to Clint Capella of the mm -hmm. Atlanta Hawks, and they got dominated on the board. So I'm not sure if that's a one-game sample size or what, but still, I think I'm going to go with Vooch, double-double, minus 150. Somebody who I think definitely can score double digits. That's not a problem for me. I think he's probably going to score at like 15. But the problem is maybe the rebounds because sometimes he has not gotten that. But uh, during the regular season, if you look at his last five games in the regular season, he's had at least 10 rebounds in five of his last six, and also had a good game in the play-in game, which I'm trying to find on the stat log, which is very difficult. It says spring regular season, had 13 boards and 14 points. So I think that's the way I'm going to go for this one. Uh, is there anything that could be a sabotage factor here that I'm not seeing? No, I, I think that's not only do I like the rebounds, I kind of like his points too. It was 17 and a half the other day against... The Raptors, I took that. It didn't hit. And now it's dropped to 15 and a half. So I think there's some value there, even though you have to lay some juice at minus 20, 125. I like that. I also like Jimmy Butler over 26 and a half points tonight. Like Jimmy knows he has to be aggressive. He has to set the tone early. Like you said, the Heat really don't have many scoring options. The fact that Kyle Lowry by far led them in scoring the other night just kind of tells you how inept they can be scoring the ball at times. I expect Butler to go for 30-plus tonight. Um, so those those are some things I would like. But I do like your your rebounding look quite a bit. I mean, Capella, like you said, Chelsea, just, I mean, he dominated the Heat in that game. So I think there's a good opportunity for Vooch to uh, have a good game rebounding tonight as well. And also something that we should note, if you're playing any kind of points prop, this total is very low. 208 and a half. So say. maybe that is the sabotage factor for any of your points props because the Heat like to slow the game down, play in the half court. The Bulls aren't like a super fast paced team either. So just be aware if you see like some good numbers and be like, oh my God, this is a low number. That is probably why it is a low total game. Uh, let's go on to the other game because uh, I know you gave your play, but 
Uh, let's go into it a little bit more. So we have the Thunder mm-hmm. and the T-Wolves. Minnesota laying five and a half. Total, 228 and a half. And I know my look was rebounding in the other game, but I think that's going to be a big factor in this one as well. Because Oklahoma City, during the regular season, gave up some of the most rebounds to opposing teams of any team in the NBA. Like, if you can find a way to... Uh, take advantage of the Oklahoma City Thunder down low. Like it's probably good, probably a good recipe for a win if you're getting those second chance looks. And Rudy Gobert is set to be back in this one, even though he made some little quip saying, "Oh well, my back's been hurting. I don't know if I could have played that game anyway," because he was suspended for punching a teammate. Uh, so what do you make of this dynamic? Because that's another layer to this game. That's already pretty interesting. I think X's and O's wise, Rudy returning would, you know, you would think that that would help Minnesota, but I just don't know. Bringing a guy like that back when your season is on the line. And I I alluded to it a little bit earlier. I just, I I like OKC's backcourt so much with Giddy and SGA. I like the way that they're playing. Those, nobody on this roster, Chelsea, like had any NBA postseason experience. They go on the road to a hostile environment against the Pelicans and they didn't blink. They were down early in that game and they just kept coming at them. The way they closed out that game was very impressive. So I like OKC plus five and a half. I like Oklahoma City on the money line. It just feels like Minnesota missed their opportunity. Like they had the Lakers. They were winning that whole game. They were in control of it the whole way. And then they just lost it at the end. Edwards really struggled. I expect him to have a better performance tonight. But to me, it just feels like Minnesota really missed their opportunity. And when you have it like that and you just you can't cash, it's tough for me to back them again tonight. So I like OKC to win this game outright. I think we're going to see Oklahoma City and Denver in the first round in the 1-8 matchup, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be with you on Oklahoma City, but I think I'll just take the points because five and a half feels like a gift here, especially for a Minnesota team that cannot hang on to leads. Isn't this the biggest sabotage factor if you're on the Wolves here? Because even if they come out to a hot start, we have seen this in back-to-back postseasons. This year against the Lakers, they should have won that game. And what do you know? They blew a lead. And last year against the Grizzlies, they blew a lead and lost that game or series or whatever it was. So it's not a team I feel like that can be trusted with lead. So, of course, I'm going to take the five and a half, even though I do think that Rudy Gobert is going to have a huge matchup advantage down low. I was looking. The Thunder give up the most rebounds to opposing teams of any team in the NBA. Rudy Gobert's rebounding prop, I think it's 12 and a half or 13 and a half. If it's 12 and a half, I think I'm taking the over. What do you make of his player props? Because I think it can go one of two ways. Either he is somebody who is going to go out there and kind of start off slow and sulk and say, well, my back hurts. Or he's somebody who's going to be a man on a mission, hoping to prove everybody wrong and saying, hey, I'm back. I'm the savior of your franchise. Let's go. Which do you think it is? If you're a Timberwolves fan and a Timberwolves backer tonight, you're definitely hoping it's the second one. Um, I do expect Rudy, though, to to play with some passion and energy tonight. Um, You know, he went on Twitter and he apologized for his actions. And I'm sure, you know, he texted all of his teammates and said, I'll I'll be ready to go for, for tonight's game. So I would, if I'm leaning towards a Rudy prop, I definitely think it's the rebounds, like you said, 
fading Oklahoma City on the glass has been the way to go. They're a team that really doesn't have much size in their front court. Valanchunas, we saw, had a monster game on the boards for the Pelicans the other night. So I think Gobert rebounds is probably the way I would go if I were to uh, attack Rudy, even though it's at 12.5 and and you have to lay the minus 140 juice. I think it's that big a juice for a reason because I think he's probably going to grab 15 or more rebounds tonight. I kind of like Josh Giddy's under. I know I just said how much I like their backcourt. He played so well against the Pelicans. But I do think Minnesota has some options defensively that they can throw at him. I think SGA could have a monster game. Chelsea, his point total is at 33.5 tonight. So I think SGA is going to have a monster game. I think Giddy more so could have like 17 or 18 tonight. But I think Josh Giddy under points is also a uh, a direction I'm looking tonight as well. Yeah, SGA, the market on him has become so high that it's almost unplayable. Last game, yeah. his points prop was 32 and a half, and he finished with 32. So you're <laughs> thinking to yourself, if somebody scores 32 in a night, that he's probably going to get his points prop, and you would be wrong, my friend. So I feel like he's unbettable right now. I agree. With the number that high in a playoff game where we know that the possessions are limited and it's a half-court game, I just, I can't do it. And clearly the numbers are right on the money. Like you said, 32 and a half finishes with 32. Yeah, want want no part of that 33 and a half. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.